It's a hectic world, and we all need a little pleasure and relaxation to keep us healthy, regardless of our species. For animals at zoos, often stressed by unnatural surroundings, quality of life has become an important part of daily life. Behind the scenes at the Oakland Zoo, the elephants get pedicures and the giraffes get massages. But don't call it a massage. It's actually a type of body work that is part of an approach to animal training called T-Touch. T-Touch is a method of animal training that was created by Linda Tellington Jones and it was originally created for horses. The purpose of the bodywork portion of T-Touch is to get an animal comfortable being touched on every inch of their body. But the main point of the T-Touch and the bodywork is that you're actually releasing the animal's fear. For Tiki the giraffe, being comfortable with human touch made it easier for her to receive medical care during her pregnancy. This bodywork is what we did in order to facilitate her having a transabdominal sonogram when she was about 13, 14, and 15 months pregnant. So um, we used T-Touch and this various types of brushing and different bodywork with different items um, to get her accustomed to being touched in this sensitive groin region because to take an ultrasound picture they have to get way under here. Um, which is a very ticklish spot on a giraffe, just like a horse, but even more so on a wild animal like a giraffe. I want to do tiger and Noah's march and then we'll be done. We're training animals to allow certain medical procedures so that we don't have to involve them in uh, restraint procedures that are perhaps uncomfortable. Bodywork is just one of the ways in which zoos are using alternative treatments as a complement to veterinary medicine. We have a full-time veterinary staff here that offers traditional veterinary medicine to our animals. And the homeopathy and the acupuncture and the Reiki are just a complement to that. So in Tiki's case, it has been tremendously valuable, particularly with the acupuncture. She um, has lameness issues. She has ring bone and navicular syndrome, which is um, a very painful condition similar to arthritis in both front feet. And the inflammation that she gets is in these regions of her feet, right above the coronary band where the leg actually meets the hoof. And so that's, it's just an unfortunate condition that's common in horses, and there's nothing we can do to stop it. But what we can do is we can treat and manage her pain and her discomfort, and that's the purpose of everything that we do with her. Tiki's pain management program also includes acupuncture. Traditional Western medicine would treat the ring bone and the navicular syndrome that she has in her front feet. They would manage that pain with a drug called phenylbutazone, which is kind of like an ibuprofen for horses. And just like any other Western medicine drug, that drug has negative side effects if it's used long term. And so by giving her acupuncture once a week, we're able to not use that drug anymore in order to treat her discomfort. Look, these people are funny. Uh, it was probably early in my career that uh, I knew that uh, keepers were doing special things for animals. And I encouraged that because it's important for the keeper to have that bond much more than it is for the veterinarian to have a bond. Acupuncture, bodywork, homeopathy, they're all part of today's gentler modern zoo. These zoos follow a trend called environmental enrichment. The idea that by providing animals with challenging behavioral choices and surroundings similar to their natural habitats, they will be more content and healthy. 
Also part of the trend is the use of animal management techniques that don't include physical punishment. At many circuses and zoos, elephants and keepers are in physical contact with each other. When the trainer feels threatened, she uses a bull hook to subdue the animal. In 1991, the Oakland Zoo became one of the first U.S. zoos to manage its elephants through a different technique called protected contact. Open, open. Good girl. Good girl. Um, the setup is going to be basically working with the the elephant in what we call a restraint shoot, uh, much like a kind of a cattle shoot, a squeeze shoot. Um, but the elephant voluntarily goes into the shoot. They will be getting rewarded uh, very heavily. They like to go into this shoot. We make this shoot uh, a very happy place for them. But they'll be on the inside, obviously, and then they. Uh, through operant conditioning training uh, will present different parts of their body to us for us to be able to care for and, and examine. Good girl. On a foot. Girl foot. Good girl. Operant conditioning training is uh, training through uh, positive reinforcement, through food rewards. Um, asking the animal to do something, and when they do it, uh, it's reinforced with a bridge, a type of whistle or clicker, um, and then followed by a food treat, or some sort of a treat, whether it's a good girl or good boy, some sort of a, a positive reinforcement. Can I have an ear? Found an ear. Ear. Good girl. Outside. The keepers aren't just concerned about the animal's physical well-being. They're also attuned to their mental health. Elephants eat up to 18, 19 hours a day. So if an elephant is just standing doing nothing, more than likely it's bored and doesn't have enough activities to keep himself busy. Putting their food inside hard-to-reach places draws out the dining experience. The different pellet barrels, putting pellets into the barrels themselves, and they got to shake the pellets around or the barrel around just to get one little pellet out, and they'll spend 45 minutes on that. Despite all these improvements, some critics question whether zoos should exist at all. Supporters say zoos provide important research opportunities and can encourage the public's desire to save wild places. It is not sufficient for a person, most people, to see an animal on a documentary or a wild animal planet or something like that. They like to get up close and personal by exposing a lot of people to some of the behaviors of these animals and some of the vocalizations of those animals. They are then representing their wild counterpart and people are more concerned are more likely to be concerned about the conservation of animals in the wild when they have that other experience.